Blog Talk Radio. On tonight's episode of Confession Session. Nashville's mayor stepped down after admitting to fraud and adultery. Milwaukee has an epidemic amongst mostly high school age students contracting syphilis and HIV. And Nas has invested in the little guy and made a major come up. What's good, y'all? It's your host, Angel Vandrina. And I'm your host, John Othello. And you are listening to the one and the only Confession Session. <laughs> What's up, y'all? What's going on? What's going on, indeed? How's everything been since you've been back at work? Um, you know, it's back to life, back to reality, but you know, I'm here. <laughs> you so know, funny. I mean, I've been saying the same shit. Like, I was, I was not in a rush to get back to work. Um, but of course, I'm, I'm happy to be making coins once again. But uh, yeah, same old, nothing new. You know, all work and uh, no, no play. How about you? What's going on with you all this week? Um, everything has been smooth. Uh, well, I've been sick until at work, y'all. Um, I finally told my boss today about, you know, me being pregnant and all of that stuff, and um, everything was smooth, so that all went over good. But other than that, I've just been so sick, like, just throwing up all all over, like, just at home, at work, back at home. It's just been crazy, but y'all know how it is. I know you guys don't want to hear about that, but yes. Oh, so much stuff. <laughs> and then also my new courses started, too, in school. And I'm trying to go ahead and get these done with so I can get my break on for a week. That's going to be nice. But other than that, everything else has been, everything's been moving along. I mean, it's Thursday, y'all. Tomorrow, the weekend starts for some of us. Gentlemen, <laughs> is the next time you get a break? I am off next Wednesday, but I have to go to a meeting, so my real day off will be next Thursday. So, yeah, I got a long way ahead of me. Yeah, you do. <laughs> well, just stay up there. Stay strong. Stay strong, my brother. But, um, <laughs> y'all, before you uh, before we get into those five topics, don't forget to check us out on Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, SoundCloud, and, of course, this podcast on Blog Talk. Send us those confessions at confessions number two us at gmail.com. And don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe. Tag us in that drama. Jean, how about you let us know what that uh, question of the day is? Hit us with it. Absolutely. Uh, confession question. Confession question. <laughs> with everything happening in schools lately, do you think it's better to homeschool your children? Again, with everything happening in schools, do you think it's better to homeschool your children? And let's move on to those confessionals. Jen knows me so well, guys. I just want to let you guys know that. Like, I feel like he is my twin. <laughs> I just want to let you guys know. And <laughs> I know I'm weird, but, like, sometimes, like, we have, me and Jen, we don't get to talk that often. And, like, when we talk about our agendas, there'll be, like, certain hidden, like, little here and there. And, like, he understands, like, what I mean when I put certain things in, like, the agenda and vice versa. So that's cool. <laughs> All right. <y'all>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then we're going to go ahead and move on to those hot topics. Okay. So according to freerepublic.com, 125 people, including some high school students, have contracted HIV, syphilis, or both in one of the largest sexually transmitted infection clusters discovered in Milwaukee. Right here in Milwaukee, healthcare advocates confirmed to the Journal Sentinel. This is an epidemic. People are not talking about it, and it leads to people taking unnecessary risks, said Melissa Uglin, a public health consultant who works with a number of local organizations that focus on public health. There has been no announcement to the general public from the Milwaukee Health Department as of Tuesday. Fewer than 10% of 125 people who tested positive are Milwaukee public school students, but healthcare experts anticipate that the number could increase as more people come forward during, uh, well, pretty much, I just talked to tell you guys what a cluster is. A cluster is an aggregation of a disease closely grouped in time and place. So the cluster was identified as such because the people who contracted the STD and, you know, HIV or syphilis or both 
were in contact with each other during the 12-month identifiable period. And this is also stated by Uglin. Um, most of the people in the group were men, and 45% were HIV positive. Um, she said she does not know what school or what school was impacted by the cluster, but she said it could be several. And in a statement, Milwaukee Public uh, Schools said health department and pretty much informed the district that the entire city has experienced an increase in sexually transmitted infections in young people, and those people age ranges are between 15 and 24. Um, because schools have a significant number of students in the 15 to 18 age group, we are working with the Milwaukee Public Department in a collaboration and preventive effort to share this information with young people in middle schools, high schools, and try and keep them healthy, healthy and protect them, and protect their health. Um, but yeah, it's, it's people they still need to get tracked down um, in this ongoing cluster. And, you know, a lot of people, they're nervous or they're not coming forward because they, you know, they could be affected. But wow, 45% are men HIV positive. That's a large number, Jen. Jen, do you agree that that's a large number? <laughs> so, so clearly my mic is not working again. I was trying to, you know, connect a little bit, but whatever. Uh, but that is a very large number. It's very scary. It is very disgusting. You know, literally that means that there are 125 people in Milwaukee. Wisconsin, or more. This is just the people who come forward. Area that are walking around with, you know, this combination of horrible diseases. It's just like, damn, like, niggas are still out here getting syphilis, you know? And it's just like, what is so wrong with protection? Like, I understand that, you know, we all want to, you know, enjoy life and be free, but you have to realize that there is a such thing as STDs and, you know, pregnancy, you know, which is just as bad if it's unwanted, you know, now you just have to be it can careful. Ruin your life. It can ruin it will, your it life. Will. If, you're not, if you're not ready, it definitely will. Yeah. You know, so it's just like you have to be prepared, you know, and make better decisions. But I'm just like, damn. I remember back in the day when they were talking about how, like, prostitutes um, were, well, I don't know how many, but it was just, like, some in, like, a certain part of Milwaukee that, like, def, like had, like, a super bug, or they were calling, like, a super spreaders or something like that, and it was just like they had, like, HIV and herpes, and it was, like, another, like, large STD, mm-hmm. and they were, like, having unprotected sex with um, their clients or whatever. Speaking of, I know this is real off topic, but did you hear about, like, it was a prostitute in Milwaukee that, like, had got murdered, um, and the guy came forward, like, he turned himself in, it was like... Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. out of order. Damn, like she looked like she was so young. Like, what happened? Like drugs, and yeah. you know, like really sad. Like, you know, what I'm saying, like, because she had two Facebook. I know I'm getting off topic, but it was just like she had two Facebook pages. It was like one that was like clearly when she was like a kid, and it was just like, damn, she looked so fucking innocent. Like, what? And it was like the second one where she was had on like wigs and clearly looked like she was like on drugs and like a prostitute or whatever. But still, it's just like terrible. Yeah. Um, but anyways, y'all, you just have to be careful, be fucking mindful. Like, yes. Like, 56 I mean, of these 125 people who came forward are men. 56 young young men between the ages of 15 and 24, people that are younger than me. So if somebody approached me, you know, and they're 22, I'm going to think, bro, are you, are you one of those people with AIDS? Or, I mean, HIV or syphilis? Like, you know. Like, this is why people, they need to think, like, like Jen said, because I'll be out here thinking that you're going to get something good. You end up getting somebody that's out here positive, you know, what you're doing, shit you ain't supposed to be doing. Like, Jen said, use protection, but go ahead, Jen. No, I mean, that was pretty much it. It's just, I, I'm just so disappointed. Like, niggas have to Right here. That, you know, and, like, they are entirely too young to be, you know. I know. Out here living foul, but yeah. Like seriously, like fifteen year olds. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty four. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Well, we're gonna go ahead and move on to another topic that is just. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Absolutely. According to the shade room, Nashville Mayor Megan Berry admitted to felony theft and announced that she's stepping down from her position today. Not only does she have to reimburse the city of Nashville $11,000 for property theft, but she also admitted to having an affair with the former head of security detail, Rob Forrest. Here's the tea. Barry and Forrest were reportedly taking domestic and international work trips on the city's dime. A CNN reports that Forrest racked up 33000 in expenses and over 50000 in overtime on top of his 84.5, well, I'm saying it like it's million, $84,500 salary. <laughs> I was like, I was going to say $84.5,000. <laughs> <laughs> Nine of these workshops were only attended by the married and cheating lovebirds. Investigators confirmed that thereafter, new pics of the mayor were found in emails. At the time, Forrest was on payroll as body uh, as Barry's bodyguard. My time today, as your mayor concludes. Barry said during a news conference, I sincerely hope and believe that my own actions will not tarnish or otherwise detract from all of the great work they do. On top of paying the city back, Barry will also serve three years of probation. She tweeted that her time as mayor was the privilege of my entire professional life. What do you think about this mayor out here living foul? Scandalous. Scandalous. And there are so many scandals out here, so you come in adultery. You going out on trips on the company's time? You allowing your man to work all of this extra overtime hours and get paid all of this extra money? Like really? Like they was just real scandalous. And honestly, I feel like they was, greed got to them. And then once again, you're coming adultery. Like girl, you know, like when you commit adultery, like that's gonna start to happen. Like why are you being stupid? Like I don't even understand why people even take the risk. Like. Bro, bad things always happen. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm glad they got exactly what they deserve. Get the hell down. And nobody got nothing to hear about what your whole ass is saying. You out here starting around. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, step the fuck down, bitch. Like, really, a man <laughs> is just out here just living a reckless ass life. Like, fucking hell. That sounds like some movie shit. Like, you fucking He don't give a damn. Security. You know they're going to have a movie about it, too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking the head of security and feeling like really like what girl what is going on like you you doing crack too you on drugs too honey like come on. <laughs> like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> you are so silly all right are we moving on yes yes I have nothing else to say about these people <laughs> all right so we gonna move on to the next topic. Okay, y'all, so according to www.hiphoperload.com, the icon himself, Nas, is proven that rappers are not dumb and can be savvy businessmen. The legendary Queensbridge rapper just hit the jackpot thanks to his early investment in the doorbell security company, Ring. Now, you guys heard about Ring, I'm sure, before. Um, Ring was just bought by Amazon for $1.2 billion. Nas has was reportedly one of the first people to invest in Ring. And now his business um, firm, Queensbridge Venture Partners, has invested in, this is his, not and his business firm, um, has invested in several companies over the past few years, like Lyft and Dropbox, Rap, Genius, SeatGeek. Um, but, yeah, overall, congrats on an order to Nas. It's been reported that he made over $40 million from his early investment in Ring. Now, Ring made, did release a statement. They said Ring is committed to our mission. Wait, Ring is committed to our mission to reduce crime in neighborhoods by providing effective yet affordable home security tools to our neighbors that make a positive impact on our homes and communities and the world. We'll be able to achieve even more by partnering with an incentive customer-centric company like Amazon. We look forward to being a part of the Amazon team as we work toward our vision for safer neighborhoods. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I think somebody, they also tweeted, Ring was rejected by Shark Tank. The founder asked for 700000 at a $7 million valuation in 2013, and it just sold to Amazon for a billion plus. 
So what you think about that, Jen? Othello? I thought that was super awesome, super amazing. Yeah. Like, damn. You know, I, I'm just thinking, like, when I see shit like that, it's just like, one day I'm going to get a business off the ground. It's going to be popping. It's going to be out yes. here just doing the most, you know what I'm saying, like, making real moves. But, yeah, no, it, it was incredible because I had um, – I, did, I didn't see the episode when uh, Ring was actually on the Shark Tank, but I definitely saw, like, how – like how far the business has gone and then them like relating it back to being on Shark Tank. And also I saw like I know this is I, I can get off stuff uh off topic tonight, but it was also like another <laughs> business, um that uh, I think they they made like seven hundred thousand um in their first year, like after they were on Shark Tank, even though they're denied too. So I mean that just goes to show you like to just keep pushing, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, congrats are in order to them. I wonder how much Nas had invested, and Nas is out here doing a yeah, damn thing. Yeah, me too. Me too. He also has um, Bevel too. Like he's a partner in like um, this up and this up and coming. It's actually doing pretty well. Like I know they got a partnership with like Target um, or whatever, but it's like a shaving system for um, men of color. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times black men they have <laughs> problems like with shaving, you know what I'm saying? Like, they get, like, the bumps and the – because it's, mm-hmm. like, not for skin or whatever. So, um, but, yeah, I know he has his hand in that, too. So, and I'm sure that that's going to – it's going to be the same deal, selling for billions. So, um, that's incredible. Like, $40 million is awesome. Um, yep. You about to say, oh, my God, oh, my goodness. You see what happens when you live life right? This is what happens when you live life right. I bet Nicki Minaj is like, damn it. <laughs> Damn it! Damn. Oh, she was mad <laughs> no, actually, I don't think I don't think Nicki Minaj want her niggas to have more money than she do. I think I think she wants to be the breadwinner so she can boss up on them whenever she gets mad. <laughs> Nigga, go broke ass. Even though he left, he worth like only a billion dollars less than her. Like <laughs> only a billion dollars. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. So we're gonna go ahead and move on to that very last topic of the evening. Stop spreading the lies, y'all. Stop spreading the lies. All right, you guys. Last topic. Um, there was an article that I found very interesting on the roots. Um, let's get into it. So it says, today, East Liberty, a neighborhood in Pittsburgh, East End, is a hyper-gentrified concentration of boutique, hotels, upscale retail, luxury lofts, and 90s-style hip-hop fried chicken restaurant. The redevelopment has been so dramatic, the name of the neighborhood has changed. Some now call it East Side, a colonizing portmanteau of East Liberty and the neighboring um, Shady Side. This is also where I grew up, and the East, obviously this is not me, this is what the author from the room was saying. And the East Liberty of the early and mid-90s was a vastly different place than it is today. From 1989 to 1995, my parents and I lived on the 700 block of Mellon Street, the hottest stretch in what was then a crime and gang-infested neighborhood. I've seen it all. Drive-bys, crack, stabbing, shooting, murders. My mom was even shot while sleeping in her bed by a drug dealer who mistook our house for arrivals and shot through our windows. The bullet ricocheted off a wall and hit her wrist. Basically, I know what it means to live in the hood because, well, I've lived in the hood. And I also know that misinformation about living in the hood is pervasive, existing everywhere, from news articles and TV shows about it to um, oh, to the conversations that some people not um, not from it have about it. Some of these inaccurate presumptions and outright lies are a bit more popular and a bit more dangerous than rest. And here are 10. Um, kids who are smart and tease um, and bullied for acting white. Um, the second one is people in the hood face constant pressure from drug dealers and their gang members to join them. Um, number three would be all Wait, do you think dealers. that we should, like, I feel like we should, like, talk about them as you go along. Like, I don't know. Because I don't feel like I'm going to remember all of them. Um, so what, what do you mean? Do you want me to just say one? Like, do you back? Can you, can you, yeah, can you, like, back us to, like, back to number one, the the whole people, the talking white people thing? Yeah, so she, she basically is, like, debunking, like, myths in the article. I mean, you shared it. That's where I got the idea from, so I'm sure that you read the article. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, this is, That's why I wanted to do this. 
is, was, in fact, reality for many kids from the hood. I don't want to pretend as if these things didn't want um, didn't happen to them, but that experience is often thought of as the norm when it's more of the exception. Um, it's more than likely that you'll have people in the neighborhood supporting and protecting you than trying to beat the whiteness out of you. Um, so as far as her saying um, that it's like taboo to be smart, you know what I'm saying, or, you know, like a lot of mm-hmm. people say acting white, uh, do you agree with that statement? Do you think that, you know, people for the most part don't pick on people for quote, unquote, acting white. Honestly, I'm going to be 100% honest. Uh, you do get picked on for, like, talking white or whatever like that. Like, I remember everybody always used to say, like, you talk white. And I will be like, like, even, like, as an adult, like, like maybe two years ago, like, some grown-ass woman said that. Like, what do you, what does that mean? And, like, I finally, as an adult, I was like, uh, like, you mean I'm, I'm talking like I'm educated? Because I didn't know what the hell she was talking about, talking white. But when I was younger, and in my neighborhood, people always like, oh, you talk like a white girl, you know, like, no, I don't. Like, you know, like, trying to change, like, my tone and stuff to sound, like, blacker and stuff, which I don't even know what the fuck that means. <laughs> but, you know, sound, like, more hood. You know, like, how a white person, they want to pretend like they're down, so they have this hood. Like, the same thing with people who are raised in certain environments. Like, I was right. I was obviously, like, I live in the hood, however, I went to a really good school. I went to good school, you know. So, like, I adapted their language, you know, in other words. And, yeah, I did get these for it, like, all the time. Like, like yeah. I tried to change the way I talk. So, I don't know. Do you agree with it? Um, I mean, I can see Because we grew up right around the block from each other, so. Right. So, I I can see where you're coming from. Um, But I'm trying to think what. I don't. I don't think like people was just like, oh, you talk white, like I'm gonna beat your ass. Me. No, like, I mean, <laughs> like people definitely ass, used to say like people used to, people did say like why you talk like that or yeah. or they would say um they would they would like call me white you know what I'm saying or like Oreo like joking or or think it's like excessive and I also not only from like black people I heard that shit from white people too like people would be like Sharon's white. Like, it's fine. And I'm like, no, I'm not fucking white. Like, you know, I can't be myself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's crazy as hell. I have a education. I went to private school. Like, don't mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Um, but as far as actually, like, people trying to beat my ass because of how I talk, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, I don't, I, that hasn't happened to me. But everything yeah. else has to talk about. But I do, like, thinking about it, I do remember a time I had went to um, the YMCA, <laughs> and it was this girl who was, like, like she she did, um, she was, like, articulate, and I think her parents maybe, like, wanted her to be around, like, more black kids or whatever, and you could tell, like, she was a black girl, but that wasn't, like, really her experience, and, um, they teased her. Like, they definitely teased her at the YMCA. I do remember that. And, um, like, the mm. next time I see her, she was, like, with a whole different group of kids. And it was, like, they were uh, mostly, like, not black. It was, like, other people. And she seemed, like, more happy and comfortable. So I do remember that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Like, maybe it's between, like, how you talk and, like, how you, like, are perceived. So it's, like, it's one thing if, like, you talk proper in hood, but it's, like, another thing if you're, like, all out, like, just this clearly. Right, right, right. So out of, like, you're not used to this where you may get picked on and teased. Um, but, yeah, I want to go yeah. to the second one um, that she said in the article, which was um, people in the hood face constant pressure from drug dealers and or gang members to join them. And um, that all drug dealers have money. What do you think about that? Well, okay, so gang and stuff like that. I don't know why people they would say that because that to me that's like no, you better get in this gang. But like, what the fuck? Like, no, what are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? So I was I was guarded in that aspect. Like my mom had us guarded in that way where people they wasn't just able to like come up to us and stuff when we was younger. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, no. And then I, the drug dealers always have money. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I ever thought about drug dealers having 
Like, I never thought about being with a drug dealer or anything, anything crazy. So I never thought about what they had in their pockets. Cause, like, I don't care. I always thought when I think of drug dealers, I think of people getting shot or people, like, shooting at cars. Or, <laughs> I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> or just, yeah. you know, anything. And, and I'm not only talking about, I'm talking about everybody. You know what I'm right. saying? So, so, yeah. I don't know. What do you think about drug dealers always having money? Did you always think drug dealers had money? Did you ever want to be a drug dealer? <laughs> um, at one point, I would say, like, not as a kid, but definitely it was, like, one point in my life where it was just, like, times was, like, really hard, and I was, like, really <laughs> So, like, I was interested in, like, selling drugs, but I didn't really know anybody. Like, I asked a couple people. <laughs> I had asked a couple people about it, but, you know, I didn't know. I didn't do drugs. I, you know, I didn't smoke weed. I didn't know shit about drugs. I didn't know what the fuck to do, you know. But at the same time, it was like, so funny. yeah, but at the same time, it was like, damn, I need some money. And also, like, <laughs> I, like at one point, like, I wanted to date, like, a drug dealer. <laughs> Just, uh, you know, I was being young and shit. But, um... <laughs> I did, and that nigga was broke, so, yeah, that's <laughs> I, I for a fact. Drug dealers, all drug dealers going to be having money. Um, and then Damn. the people in the hood face constant pressure from drug dealers and our gang members to join them. Um, no. But right also, now. I would say that's, like, it's different for, like, different areas. I don't think Milwaukee is, like, a – gang influence kind of city. Like I just think it's just bad. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't think it's like where gang life is like all life. Like everybody wants like I don't I don't remember like we you know we heard about G D and Vice Lords, but you know Bloods and Crips is not popular where we are. Like it's G D's and Vice yeah. Lords saying and um we definitely heard about it but I don't think I knew any personally. Like I'm trying to think and I knew some crazy motherfuckers but I don't think I knew anybody that was real life a GD or a vice lord. Like you know what I'm saying? Like maybe those sex but I don't remember that being like just a all out like this is the way to go. Like I think Milwaukee is niggas like they kind of want to do everything on their own and be their own boss and they don't want to like it's a bunch of leaders like, you know what I'm saying, or a bunch of people that want to lead and, you know what I'm saying, boss up on other niggas. So, you know, it would be too much, like, right for them to come together, you know what I'm saying, because they would hate on each other too much to even try right. to, saying so. Um, yeah, I don't remember that, but I know, like, my god sister who's from Chicago, she she did say that it's prevalent, you know what I'm saying, and, and she would have to walk mm. home from school and, you know, at first fight a lot until she joined the gang, and then she was still fighting, like, you know what I'm saying, so... Um, I think it just it just depends like where you're at. Um, number four would be most people don't. Wait, hold make on, it. hold on, hold on, hold on, Jason. I think it also depends on the area era too. Like I feel like because we're younger, like that that type of shit is not happening. We have things to occupy our time with. Whereas back in the day, this may have been something that was big in Milwaukee. We don't know. We didn't do that research, you know. But it would be interesting to see how the eras have changed. Right. Okay, um, my bad. Go ahead. <laughs> um, number four would be most young people don't make it past 21. Um, and let's see. Yeah. What, what so, do you think about that? I've heard, I've heard that, like, you know, and I've actually heard it from my husband. Like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm happy to just see this. I didn't think I was going to see, you know, this age. And it's just like, like, and I always thought, like, why? Like, you know, but I figured – I I felt like that that was dumb. Like I felt like I thought I was gonna live to see twenty five, you know. <laughs> like you know, but I felt like why would he say that? Well, he must have lived a hard life. Like it must have been hard for him, you know, for him to say that. Like you know, like must have not been good. But I think that's a myth. It's a lot of people I feel like do live to see. Um, well, I mean, it, I mean, I guess once again, it just depends on the type of life you live. You know, yeah. if something bad can happen to you, you can make a slip up or a mistake, or you can just be distant. You know what I'm saying? Like just based off of where you're living and what you're doing in your life, how you how you living. So I mean, for people to say that, it's just like I don't know. I feel like it's a myth. If you want to live past 21, you're doing everything that you should without any crazy things happening. Then you know, God will let it happen. Period. Depends on the life you're living. I know a lot of people. 
you know what I'm saying, who made it past 21, you know what I'm saying? And, I, I mean, I do know a few people that passed, but I don't think it was, like, even from gang violence, you know, and maybe a, a couple where it was just, like, maybe was, like, living the wrong lives. I know personally that, you know, was shot and killed, but I, I don't even think I know more than, like, two two people, that, that two or three people that that happened to. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, ultimately it's just, like, the, the life you live, you know, and I'm, like, looking at all this stuff, and I'm just, like, maybe it's just, like, Milwaukee is not as bad as not, but Milwaukee is bad. Like, Milwaukee's bad. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, like. I know. It's so crazy. Like, it's our, like... our, culture, our culture is different, like, you know what I'm saying, than a lot of other places. But um, I didn't think about it. I, you know, growing up, I didn't think, like, damn, I wasn't going to live to see 25, like, or 21. Like, I, I never thought like that. You know what I'm saying? Like. Right. Me neither, yeah. Fans, you know, what you're doing, how you living. If you out here selling drugs and, you know what I'm saying, robbing and killing. Right. And, you know, it's only one way, only one direction you're going to go. Um, number five is you must know how to fight because that's the only way you would have been able to survive. Well, what do you think about that? Let me know. Well, nigga, you know I know how to fight. <laughs> like, so. Um, okay, so what does that even mean now? Like. What what you do? You think that you would have to learn or have to know how to fight in order to stay where you were staying at? I don't think if I didn't know how to fight, I'd have been like killed or anything. But I just think that yeah, to not get bullied, you know what I'm saying? To you know be easier, you know what I'm saying? To move, yeah. If niggas knew you had them hands, then yeah, it wouldn't be (laughs) as like I mean that that would be the only thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I definitely did. But, you know, I feel like my um, story is not the average story. I, I think I was bullied, you know what I'm saying, because of my, you know, my background. You know what I'm saying? Me being gay, me being, you know, how I look, me being like, you know. So it was like I kind of had to learn how to fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, the first time I got jumped, I feel like if I was like this hyper masculine, you know what I'm saying, big nigga that was. I was just trying to talk to some girls. I don't think, like, they would have just tried to beat me up. It was because of, like, how I was looking at the time. So, um, yeah, I don't think ultimately I would have been killed. I mean, because you do see and I, everybody, everybody in the hood can't fight. You know what I'm saying? It's just right. It needs to, you know what I'm saying, get around and motherfuckers not fuck with you. Yeah, I can see it. What do you think? I feel like... Do you need to know how to fight? There are a lot of people who don't know how to fight in the hood. Just stay out of trouble. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Just stay out of trouble. I mean, if the trouble finds you, you should at least know how to protect yourself. You know what I'm saying? Protect your space, you know, or have protection on you if you can't fight. You know what I'm saying? And or But, yeah, ultimately, like, come on. You can throw a couple punches. You know what I'm saying? You can move around. You can, you know, whatever. But just don't. Start no trouble. I definitely don't feel like you have to know how to fight, but I think it's a good tool to have just in case. Right. Um, Number six will be if you want to avoid the trappings of the hood, you should stay in the house as much as possible. What do you think? Mm. I think that's deep Um, because we did stay in the house most of the time. Like my mom, like even like 15 years old, 16 years old, like my mom – she, we would be like, mom, like summer, it's summertime. Like, can we go uh, outside, or whatever? Like, no, you guys, y'all went outside yesterday. Like, I'm 16, so I can't go outside. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> no, I mean, it, I, I would have to say, I kind of agree with this. Like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like, I mean, my nephew. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's a different generation now. Like, as long as I know, like, where they're at, you know what I'm saying, and they're not just adventuring too far away, then it's fine. Because my little sister, she definitely was, like, always not in the house, always outside. Same thing with my nephew. But me and my sisters growing up, I think we definitely were. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because it it was a point where you know what I'm saying I was getting like bullied and stuff like that and um mm. you know I had became like when I was younger I was kind of afraid to go outside like you know what I'm saying at one point I remember maybe like fourth or fifth grade you know I didn't want really want no problems like so I would just feel like 
it's better for me to stay in the house and find something to do, get on the computer, and it kind of, um, as I got older, like, you know, through middle school, through high school, you know, I never really was outside of my own neighborhood. If I went anywhere, it was like, you know, to my friend's house, you know, who didn't live, you know, where I lived at. So um, that is one that, my opinion, is a little different. I, I do think, you know, me personally, to avoid conflict, I would stay in the house. Maybe that's not something that you have to do, but, yeah. Um, number seven would be there are no middle class families in the hood. What do you think? Yeah, that's a lie. Yeah, I agree. Too. Yeah, so that's a fucking lie. So <laughs> be straight up, straight the fuck yeah. up. Like that is a lie. It be plenty motherfuckers. They got some decent amount of money that yeah, that's out I, there in the hood. I, 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 middle class. I would say upper middle class. Like my grandparents yep. definitely had money. Yep. Like. Definitely my grandfather was like one of the flat, like first black like business owners. Like he had his own bar, he had a convenience store, he owned apartments. You know they rented out. Like my grandfather was getting money. That's where I get that drawing from. Like you know what I'm saying. He didn't die with the wealth that he obtained um, because a lot of people, you know, a lot of African Americans yeah. didn't know how to manage their money properly. But um, oh. definitely while he was living. Um, we were good. You know, I remember going to the department <laughs> stores and getting whatever fuck I want, whatever the fuck I wanted plenty of times, you know, as a kid. And we most definitely were in the hood, so I have to disagree with that. Totally. Yeah. I never knew that about you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Johnny Say Hey Village, yeah. My, my grandfather, John B. Mosby, was out here. Um, number eight, um, there are no nuclear families in the hood. And I actually, I don't That's know. That's a what lie. Nu- what does nuclear mean? So it's like there are no, like, no uh, dad in the picture, um, and the parents are married. Like, oh. pretty much it, it all, it, everybody is a single mom. Nobody's married. Oh. The dad's not in the photo. Okay. Okay. That's a lie. But yeah. I, it, it, but it, it has happened. I, I, there is, I won't say it's a complete and total line, mm-hmm. but because there are a lot of women that are in the hood who don't have, I would say it's majority, yeah, they don't have, you know, um, husbands, but, you know, they may have baby fathers, but um, there are a lot less people that are married that's out there in the hood, in my opinion, here in Milwaukee. Yeah. Um me personally, like that, that's something I have to dis- disagree with too. You know what I'm saying? My parents were married. You know what I'm saying? My parents divorced. My dad got remarried. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I spent a lot of time, you know, in, in my dad's household. So it's like I definitely always seen my grandparents were married. You know what I'm saying? Like, I definitely always seen my mom was in the side, you know. So I definitely always seen like a normal, you know, two-parent household, always seeing strong men in my life, you know what I'm saying? So um, mm-hmm. that is definitely something that I would have to disagree with, you know. Everybody ain't out here, baby mama. <laughs> so. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, this is a lie, but number nine would be uh, poor black parents don't care about their children. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah. I was like, I'm poor, motherfucker shit. If I'm poor, that's why I care because I'm getting the food stamps. That's how I care. I'm making sure that my family, we eat. That's Karen. Right. right. I agree. I agree. I agree. I don't even know uh, why anybody would just spread that lie. Oh, you know those <laughs> black folks I mean, the poor I mean, ones. It's like people, they see one thing, and it's just like until you did that and you know, then, you know. All right, this is the last one. This one is interesting, so I want to hear your take. Um, the last one that... We could debunk, it's your opinion, but are people, it, I mean, it is, people in the hood are controlled by a constant fear of violence. Do you agree with that? People in people the hood are, are controlled by a constant fear of violence. So how you move is because you're yeah. afraid. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's crazy because when I get to this side of town, like where I, I move differently, I drive differently, I feel a little bit differently. When I'm in the hood, Oh, no, like, 
I'm moving way differently. I'm watching everybody like like I'm moving. I'm watching everybody's hands, making sure ain't nobody behind me, making sure like I'm not getting followed, making sure I'm being safe and my son is good to go. Like it's I'm yeah, I'm I definitely move differently and it's because it is so much violence. You know, yeah. it it is a lot of violence in the hood. Shit, you be in broad daylight, somebody bust out shooting, and then it has to happen. And in my neighborhood, twice I've seen it. You know, I've seen a man driving past, and like right next time, I'm, I'm walking as a little kid. He's driving right next to me and just get to shooting at somebody, like outside the car. Right, I'm like, oh my god. My mom runs down the street and come get us and shit. It was me and my little cousin, and then afterwards. Then uh, another shooting ended up happening right in front of us. It was at nighttime. This man, he got on our porch. He got shot in the leg. And everybody was scared. Like, I think the car is coming back around. Like, it was really scary. So my mom was assembling with the keys, trying to get the keys in the door. And she finally opened up the door, and the car is, like, right by, like, almost right at the front of the house. And, like, we all running. We jump in the house and, like, get on the ground and shit like that. And the man jumps on top of my mom. And gives an house to it because he had asked to come in because he got shot. Mom was like, "No, I got kids." His ass came in anyway. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Trust me. I mean, shit gets real in the hood, and I think that people they definitely move a particular way because you never know what can happen, and you should move a particular way. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I I I definitely agree. That I mean that goes back to the sayings. It's staying in the house avoid problems like you know what i'm saying like definitely when you in the hood you have to be mindful and i you know it's something i appreciate because even you know where i live now which is most definitely not the hood or you know what i'm saying the environment mm-hmm. that i am in you know i'm not in rough areas i still pay attention like who the fuck are you what are you here for you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you gotta have you, you can't be naive you have to be a little street smart you know what i'm saying it doesn't mean i definitely feel like you know what i'm saying my up uh, like where I live maybe a little more hard, like you know what I'm saying, to where you know, I was like Follow your intuition. Grab grab your purse tight when motherfucker walk fast. <laughs> right. Like I I mean I definitely was ready to defend myself at all times and it's like you don't have to move like that. Like you know what I'm saying, that was something I had to learn moving to the south. But um definitely you are very much aware of your surroundings and you kind of have this constant like I wouldn't say like you know terrified but you're it's like a slight uncomfortableness you know if that makes sense like you're always like thinking like you know what I'm saying especially if you're in an environment in the hood where you don't know nobody like you know what I'm saying you like man yeah. like what I guess try it like try something like you know what I'm saying like I, I would have to agree with that so just even this walking like around, article, even walking around, but that was a really good article. Most most definitely walking around. Like you see a group, <laughs> if I see a group of five or six, and that and that sucks. Like that is terrible to say. But if I see a group of five looking crazy, you know what I'm saying? They just like they just like I will walk across the street. Like you know what I'm saying? Like uh, I, I, I don't give a damn who it is. I'm always walking across the street. <laughs> right. Like you know what I'm saying? It's just like, I, but it's sad that. You know what I'm saying? We have been kind of shaped to think that way, but it's just. I no, mean, it, it, no, you have to. You have to think that way. Like, let's be serious. But Don't like, say we've been shaped. In a group of five or six frat boys, white boys, would you have crossed the street? Hell yes. Because I, yes, yes. The white people, they're crazier than black people. They're crazier. Absolutely. They ass would have definitely tried to rape me. Like, um, mm mm. I'm not going. Oh, yeah, you have, you're a woman, so you have, like, a different experience. So, yeah, I understand that. You have always. Yeah. That's that's like an extra thing. Exactly. I thought somebody said, they said, like, being a woman is, is like, I think it's Dave Chappelle. He was like, it's like walking around with $20,000 in your, in your backpack. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like always behind you. trying to steal the, the cootie cat. You said what? I said, yep, always looking behind you. Like, right. You know, absolutely. <laughs> But it was a, that was definitely an interesting article. You know, some things I disagree with, but for the most part, I definitely understood where they were coming from. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, the, the hood is not a horrible place. You know, definitely build right. character. I, I do appreciate, you know, my background and being able to be where I'm from. You know what I'm saying? Because it, I feel like, honestly, it has helped me along the way. So, yeah. All right. All right, so we're going to go ahead and go into that session question of the day and get ready and hit the hay. Okay, guys, so confession question of the day. 
with everything in schools that's been happening lately, do you think it's better to homeschool your children? So, Jen, you know that there have been so many school shootings, and now we talked about earlier these uh, the spread of the diseases uh, from for a lot of the high school students who now are HIV positive. Do you think that you could better train? I don't like to use that word, but you can better teach your child um, what they can do better than sending them off to school and not knowing if they're going to come home with HIV or not come home at all? Um, I definitely have always, not always, but as of recently, the past couple of years, especially with, you know, living in this Trump world, you know, what I've come to learn as an adult. And, you know, I would agree with homeschooling. I mean, if you know, like, the proper way of going to, you can find it. I find like a tutor or, you know, like a, a, a sort of guideline to if you get to a certain place. Like I, I think at one point in my children's life, I definitely want them to be around another group of children, you know what I'm saying? So maybe like homeschool them until they're like in middle school or homeschool them until they're in high school because you don't want to, you know, have socially awkward weirdos. But at the same time, you definitely can have um, <laughs> socially awkward like, weirdos different groups, you know what I'm saying, and different activities to keep them active and to keep them, like, you know, with other kids and, and children. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't see anything wrong with homeschooling your children because, I mean, also because of, you know, the craziness that's going on. And, you know, being a, a black man, I want my children to definitely accept and be proud of their blackness, like, you know what I'm saying. And a lot of times being in society, you know, it doesn't favor those views, so. I would say, yeah, definitely. What do you think? Um, well, I don't know if it's better to homeschool your children, but I do think that with everything that's been happening lately, it may be a good idea to consider it. But, I mean, it's so much that comes with homeschooling. Like you say, you got to pay for tutors. Now you got to put in all this additional time. Like, do you have time to, like, be a teacher and go to work? Like, is that your job? Are you getting paid for this? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's something to think about. It's it's a lot of work. And, yeah, I will hope that they have a, a good curriculum and they can homeschool at home and not just, you know, chopping down on them. But it will be interesting to see what happens. And if a lot of people, they are going to start homeschooling kids. Because I did see something about this because of the school shootings. I mean, they've been practicing different types of protocols, but they still have been, you know, a little – Obviously, a whole lot here since in 2013 there have been like well over two or 300 school shootings. And that was a really large gap. I'm sorry, I think it was over 200. I'm gonna just say the low number. So, <laughs> um, it's not funny. Sorry, but anyways, Zenothello. <laughs> anyways, Zenothello. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's better to homeschool, but like I said, if you have time, why not? Be right. my guest. Be my Yes. Jaha, are you confessing your love for anything this evening? Yes, of course. Um, I am going to confess my love for Jordan Peele and get out because obviously it's super amazing that he got, you know, an Oscar. Daniel Kalua. I said Jordan what? Peele. Peele, he got an Oscar for uh, Best Original Screenplay. Obviously Daniel Kaluuya as well because, I mean, obviously without his acting skills, his brilliant and his, you know, his eyes that, you know, when you can look at his soul, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just told Sam that the other day. Like, you said what? He can look into, I, said, I just told Sam that the other day. Like, he can look into your soul with his eyes. Like, <laughs> oh, like, real life. Like, he he would literally, like, just have you ready to start crying. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just like. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, we all know Jordan Peele. He won Best Original Screenplay at, at the 2018 Academy Awards. Um, which is super awesome. amazing, especially for, you know, his woke and his uh, black conscious film, Get Out, you know, which is even more amazing, him being the first African-American to receive the award. So, yeah, this is a quick little love confession for Jordan Peele and, you know, the whole Get Out crew, Daniel Kaluuya, and, you know, the rest of them. But, yeah, <laughs> who is expecting your love for Angel Vondrina? Okay, guys, so I'm going to be ugly. I'm not confessing my love for anyone. I'm confessing my love for Girl Scout cookies. Are you guys judging me? Please don't. 
I have a couple mm-hmm. cookies right now. I got a peanut butter sandwich, and I have some caramel delights. And I bought another box of caramel delights today. And, yeah, they're really good. <laughs> Everything is really good. And we're all loving it. So don't judge me. <laughs> yeah, come back to my love for cookies. That's me, Angel Bondrian. Jane, you got anything to say before we go ahead and end this show? Shut it down. Shut no, it down, let's, clown. Shut it. Let it, let, let's go ahead and shut it down so niggas can, uh, you know what I'm saying, get some sleep and get some sleep. <laughs> uh, you're not used to the time no more. You're used to it being two hours early after coming back from Vegas, I'm sure. You wish it was 5.20 right now? Yeah, it's not. It's 8.20. No, it's, it's 8.20. <laughs> I know, but it would have been 5.20 in Vegas. I know, and niggas are mm. still tired at 5.20 over there, so. <laughs> <You're> funny, dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Have a great evening. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Tumblr, and, of course, this podcast from Blog Talk. You guys can expect to hear from us next Sunday, March 11th, at the same time, 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern. This is your host, Andrew Mondrina. And I'm your host, John Othello, and you're listening to one of the only confession session. Good night, mate. Good night, Janitor. <laughs>